Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. This is the third time in the Bible that it speaks of Christ coming in a different way. It's when he comes from the wedding, when he comes for his people. Let's start with prayer. Dear Jesus, I pray that you would be with us this morning, that your spirit would guide us in our study, that you would open up our understanding, that you would touch our hearts, that we might give you our complete loyalty, surrender, and submission and affection. Thank you, Lord. In your name, amen. We're going to begin with Luke 19, verse 15. Luke 19, verse 15. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. So this is Jesus telling the parable. A certain nobleman, this is the parable, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And this parable refers to himself. And when he came back, verse 15 said that he commanded the servants to be called to him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how they had gained by trading. So Jesus has given each one of us gifts, and he will want to know how we have used those gifts and talents that he has given us. But we're just going to go on here. After having received the kingdom, Christ returns to the earth. Early Writings, page 251. Jesus sent his angels to direct the minds of the disappointed ones to the most holy place, where he had gone to cleanse the sanctuary and make a special atonement for Israel. Jesus told the angels that all who found him would understand the work which he was to perform. I saw that while Jesus was in the most holy place, he would be married to the new Jerusalem, and after his work should be accomplished in the holiest, he would descend to the earth in kingly power and take to himself the precious ones who had patiently waited his return. I was shown what did take place in heaven at the close of the prophetic periods in 1844. As Jesus ended his ministration in the holy place and closed the door of that apartment, a great darkness settled upon those who had heard and rejected the message of his coming when they lost sight of him. Jesus then clothed himself with precious garments. Around the bottom of his robe was a bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate. A breastplate of curious work was suspended from his shoulders. As he moved, this glittered like diamonds, magnifying letters which looked like names written or engraved upon the breastplate. Upon his head was something which had the appearance of a crown. When fully attired, he was surrounded by angels, and in a flaming chariot he passed within the second veil. And now page 280. Every case had been decided for life or death. While Jesus had been ministering in the sanctuary, the judgment had been going on for the righteous dead and then for the righteous living. Christ had received his kingdom, having made the atonement for his people 
and blotted out their sins. The subjects of the kingdom were made up. The marriage of the Lamb was consummated. And the kingdom and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven was given to Jesus and the heirs of salvation. And Jesus was to reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. As Jesus moved out of the most holy place, I heard the tinkling of the bells upon his garment. And as he left, a cloud of darkness covered the inhabitants of the earth. There was then no mediator between guilty man and an offended God. While Jesus had been standing between God and guilty man, a restraint was upon the people. But when he stepped out from between man and the Father, the restraint was removed, and Satan had entire control of the finally impenitent. It was impossible for the plagues to be poured out while Jesus officiated in the sanctuary, but as his work there is finished and his intercession closes, there is nothing to stay the wrath of God, and it breaks with fury upon the shelterless head of the guilty sinner who has slighted salvation and hated reproof. In that awful time after the close of Jesus' mediation, the saints were living in the sight of a holy God without an intercessor. Every case was decided every jewel numbered. Turn to the book of Luke in your Bible, chapter 12, verses 35 to 37. Jesus says, Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning and you yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord when he cometh shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet, and will come forth and serve them. This is also called returning from the wedding. Turn to Matthew, chapter 13. Thirty-eight to forty-one. Jesus is speaking. The field is the world. The good seed is are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. <clears throat> the Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity. Having received the kingdom, he comes to set it in order and to remove all trace of sin. Early Writings, page 55. I saw the Father rise from the throne and in a flaming chariot go into the Holy of Holies within the veil and sit down. Then Jesus rose up from the throne and the most of those who were bowed down arose with him. I did not see one ray of light pass from Jesus to the careless multitude after he arose, and they were left in perfect darkness. Those who arose when Jesus did 
kept their eyes fixed on him as he left the throne and led them out a little way. Then he raised his right arm, and we heard his lovely voice saying, Wait here. I am going to my father to receive the kingdom. Keep your garments spotless, and in a little while I will return from the wedding and receive you to myself. And a cloudy chariot with wheels like flaming fire, surrounded by angels, came to where Jesus was. He stepped into the chariot and was borne to the holiest where the Father sat. There I beheld Jesus, a great high priest, standing before the Father. On the hem of his garment was a bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate. Those who rose up with Jesus would send up their faith to him in the holiest and pray, My Father, give us thy spirit. Then Jesus would breathe upon them the Holy Ghost. Revelation 19 16. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Christ comes in kingly robes. Revelation 20, 1 through 9. And I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones and they sat upon them and the judgment was given unto them and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark from upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the camp of the, I'm sorry, of the earth, encompassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and destroyed them. It takes over a thousand years to destroy the last race of sin from the earth. Revelation 20 verse 4 And I saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was given unto them and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon the foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. During this time the saints are with Christ. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. When Christ comes for his people, he remains in the clouds. 
Early Writings, page 286 and 287. Then commenced the jubilee when the land should rest. I saw the pious slave rise in victory and triumph and shake off the chains that bound him while his wicked master was in confusion and knew not what to do. Sorry, I was just checking out to see if I started in the right place. For the wicked could not understand the words of the voice of God. Soon appeared the great white cloud upon which sat the Son of Man. When it first appeared in the distance, this cloud looked very small. The angel said <clears throat> that it was a sign of the Son of Man, and as it drew nearer the earth, we could behold the excellent glory and majesty of Jesus as he rode forth to conquer. A retinue of holy angels with bright glittering crowns upon their heads escorted him on his way. No language can describe the glory of the scene. The living cloud of majesty and unsurpassed glory came still nearer, and we could clearly behold the lovely person of Jesus. He did not wear a crown of thorns, but a crown of glory rested upon his holy brow. Upon his vesture and thigh was a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. His countenance was as bright as the noonday sun, his eyes as a flame of fire, his feet had the appearance of fine brass. His voice ended, I'm sorry, his voice sounded like many musical instruments. The earth trembled before him. The heavens departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Those who a short time before would have destroyed God's faithful children from the earth now witnessed the glory of God, which rested upon them. And amid all their terror, they heard the voices of the saints in joyful strains, saying, Lo, this is our God, we have waited for him, and he will save us. The earth mightily shook as the voice of the Son of God called forth the sleeping saints. They responded to the call and came forth, glowed with glorious immortality and crying, Victory, victory over death and the grave. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? And the living saints and the risen ones raised their voices in a long, transporting shout of victory. Those bodies that had gone down into the grave, bearing the marks of disease and death, came up in immortal health and vigor. The living saints are changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, and caught up with the risen ones, and together they meet the Lord in the air. Oh, what a glorious meeting! Friends whom death had separated were united, never more to part. Zechariah 14, verse 4. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. At the end of the thousand years, his feet will touch on the Mount of Olives, and the work of purifying the earth begins. Early Writings, page 291. After the judgment of the wicked dead had been finished at the end of the one thousand years, 
Jesus left the city, and the saints and a train of the angelic host followed him. Jesus descended upon a great mountain, which as soon as his feet touched it, parted asunder and became a mighty plain. Then we looked up and saw the great and beautiful city with twelve foundations and twelve gates, three on each side and an angel at each gate. We cried out, The city, the great city, it's coming down from God out of heaven, and it came down in all its splendor and dazzling glory and settled in the mighty plain which Jesus had prepared for it. Wow. Revelation 21, 9 and 10. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. The city descends. Revelation 20, verse 9. And they went up on the breadth of the earth, and compassed the camp of the saints about, and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven, and devoured them. Early Writings, page 294. All the saints with the glittering crowns upon their heads ascend to the top of the wall of the city. Jesus speaks with majesty, saying, Behold, you sinners, the reward of the just, and behold, my redeemed, the reward of the wicked. The vast multitude behold the glorious company on the walls of the city, and as they witness the splendor of their glittering crowns and see their faces radiant with glory, reflecting the image of Jesus, and then behold the unsurpassed glory and majesty of the King of kings and Lord of lords, their courage fails, a sense of the treasure and glory which they have lost rushes upon them, and they realize that the wages of sin is death. They see the holy, happy company whom they have despised, clothed with glory, honor, immortality, and eternal life, while they are outside the city with every mean and abominable thing. Second Peter 3, 7-13 But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The same fire purifies the earth. Second Peter 3, 5-7 for this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. As the earth was once cleansed from sin by water, so it will again be cleansed this time by fire. Nahum one nine. 
What do ye imagine against the Lord? He will make an utter end. Affliction shall not rise up the second time. Sin arose again after the flood, but after the fires have done their work, it will never rise up again a second time. Isaiah thirty-three, fourteen and 15. Isaiah 33, 14 and 15. The sinners in Zion are afraid. Fearfulness hath surprised the hypocrites, who among us shall dwell with devouring fire, who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings. He that walketh righteously and speaketh uprightly, he that despiseth the gain of oppressions, that shaketh his hands from holding of bribes, that stoppeth his ears from hearing of blood, and shutteth his ears from seeing evil. And now, Genesis 8, 1. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged. Genesis, that was Genesis 8.1. As Noah rode in safety on the waters of the flood, so the righteous in the city of God will dwell safely in the midst of the fire. Great Controversy, page 673. The wicked receive their recompense on the earth. They shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts. Some are destroyed as in a moment, while others suffer many days. All are punished according to their deeds. The sins of the righteous having been transferred to Satan... He is made to suffer not only for his own rebellion, but for all the sins which he has caused God's people to commit. His punishment is to be far greater than that of those whom he has deceived. After all have perished, who fell by his deceptions, he is still to live and suffer on. In the cleansing flames the wicked are at last destroyed, root and branch. Satan the root, his followers the branches. The full penalty of the law has been visited. The demands of justice have been met. And heaven and earth beholding declare the righteousness of Jehovah. Satan's work of ruin is forever ended. For six thousand years he has wrought his will, filling the earth with woe and causing grief throughout the universe. The whole creation has groaned and travailed together in pain. Now God's creatures are forever delivered from his presence and temptations. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. The righteous break forth into singing, and a shout of praise and triumph ascends from the whole loyal universe. The voice of a great multitude as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings is heard, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Isaiah 35, 1-10 
the whole wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy in singing the glory of lebanon shall be given unto it the excellency of carmel and sharon they shall see the glory of the lord and the excellency of our god strengthen you the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. And the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as in heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out in streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons, where each lay, shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. The earthly purified, clad in wedding garments. Remember back when we talked about Jesus being married to the land, the city, and and uh, I forget the brides, I forget them all, but the land was part of it. Revelation 19.9. wish I could remember everything better. I have to go back over it again. Revelation 19.9. Nine. Um. And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Then will come the marriage supper. Early writings, page 19. And I saw the little ones climb, or if they chose, use their little wings and fly to the top of the mountains, and pluck the never-fading flowers. There were all kinds of trees around the temple to beautify the place, the box, the pine, the fir, the oil, the myrtle, the pomegranate, and the fig tree bowed down with the weight of its timely figs. These made the place all over glorious, and as we were about to enter the holy temple, Jesus raised his lovely voice and said, Only... The 144,000 entered this place, and we shouted, Alleluia. This temple was supported by seven pillars, all of transparent gold, set with pearls most glorious. The wonderful things I there saw I cannot describe. Oh, that I could talk in the language of Canaan, then could I tell a little of the glory of the better world. I saw their tables of stone in which the names of the 144,000 were engraved in letters of gold. After we beheld the glory of the temple, we went out, and Jesus left us and went to the city. Soon we heard his lovely voice again saying, Come, my people, you have come out of great tribulation and done my will. Suffer for me. Come in to supper, for I will gird myself and serve you. We shouted, Alleluia, glory, and entered into the city, and I saw a table of pure silver. It was many miles in length, yet our eyes could extend over it. I saw the fruit of the tree of life, the manna, almonds, figs, pomegranates, grapes, and many other kinds of fruit. Then will come the marriage supper. And the last verse of our study 
Luke 12, 37. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself, and make them to sit down to meet, and will come forth and serve them. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, may your word go forth and edify and bless many. May we be motivated to prepare, to be ready for this coming. For the other two have already happened. And Lord, we want to be able to see you face to face and not be afraid. Thank you, Lord, for your promises to do the work in us that needs to be done. That we feel so helpless and we cannot accomplish it ourselves. I pray for your forgiveness for us for our failings, our weakness. Open our understanding, Lord. We pray for healing of the mind and heart that we might give them to you fully. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Brothers and sisters, God bless you. Have a good night's rest. I hope to see you in the morning.